of course I said no. So, if you'll get ready and sit down, we'll let these young ladies pray. Isn't that precious? That was a blessing. A real blessing for both of y'all. Would you like to pray? share something with you that really has never really happened to me. And this, this through the 50 years I've known Christ, I have su had such a wonderful, excuse me ma'am, I'm trying to say something here. But why is it always the deacon's wives? Have you noticed that in church? Where do you go? <laughs> what are you giggling about? So, but of the 50 years I've known Jesus, I've had such a beautiful journey with a gift that he's given me to teach. I've always been first partakers of that gift. And it has been nothing but grace. Even though this topic is a work from God that has, I've been working on for weeks, actually for a couple of years more than well, probably for years and years, because I'm so intrigued by Zoe. And Cato was a struggle and even going home, and it's been so hard to deliver this, but it's not demonic. It's because this, I still believe we are tapping one of the greatest mysteries of the gospel. Because Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, the life. I am Zoe. He did not say, I have it. He said, I am it. And if you're going to read all about Zoe from the beginning of Genesis through the book of Revelation... Even though it calls it a tree of life, and then it calls it the river of life. In Genesis, it's the tree of life. In Revelation, it's the river of life. You still got to remember, we're talking about a person. And he's trying to describe himself in mannerisms of the metaphors of whatever is available, and as Christ did in parables. And I always try to keep in mind, so I don't come up with the wrong revelation, is that I'm, everything I read and study is dealing with a person, not a revelation, not a knowledge. You say kingdom, you can't say without king. So it doesn't matter what you do. And Jesus said uh, that we were ignorant. And he said, you do not know the power of God. And then he said, search the scriptures. They testify of me. Now remember, none of the New Testament was written. So what is he saying? From Genesis to Malachi, search the scriptures, they testify of me. And one of the mistakes I made growing up as a young man, 
you get a rhema from God, a prophecy from God from the Old Testament, and you think he's talking about you. But herein lies the truth. Everything, the Holy Spirit only testifies of Christ. He will not testify of himself, and he won't testify of me. And what you have to learn is every prophecy that you get from God is given to Christ in you. It's still to the person of Christ. It isn't just to you. So you can have some type of spiritual journey. Of, when he talks about, I'm going to be sending you to the nations, or you'll be a prophet to the nations, he's not talking about Randy. That Randy has said, okay, so if I go with you, Jesus, you'll be going to the nations. Randy, I'm going to bring a kingdom invasion to corporate America. So I'm not going to be invading corporate America. Because it's not to me. Are you following me? And I've had to learn through the years to give him such glory and honor that when the word of God, I read it, I study it, or he prophesies or speaks, I cannot receive that in an egotistical, narcissistic way. Now, I've done that in my younger days, you know. Prophets prophesied to you. I remember one of the greatest moments of my life. Uh, I was intrigued by this guy named Dick Mills. Now, I don't know if he's still alive or not. He was, he was old when I was young. And I was in my 20s, and he had 7,000 pro uh, promises memorized. And I'm talking about memorized. And that was not total 7,000 except in different uh, translations. So a total of 7,000 but different translations. He would learn a scripture, memorize it, and then he would memorize it in two or three different translations. And his prophetic was, God told him, every time you meet somebody and a scripture is quickened, you give it. And we're in, um, I found out he was going to be in Shreveport, Louisiana, many, many years ago when I first got here. And I told Gloria Lee, I, I said, Gloria, you don't know this guy. I want, I want to go hear him. I haven't heard him since California. I said, this is one of the most remarkable and unusual prophets that I've ever met. And she said, well, what does he do? I said, well, when he meets you, if God speaks or, or he's around, he will be quickened by scriptures. No, I said, not everybody, not always. But So I go there, and, you know, you're, you're going there. Come on, come on. <laughs> I mean, I got to get a little closer. What does it take? You know, here, if I could touch the hem of his britches, you know, so, and you're going through all that because you, and I, I, the meeting's over, I'm walking out. I get to the door, I open it for Corey Lee, and he's just walking into the, into the uh, foyer, and he says, young man, and I stop, yes, sir, he says, man, I have a flood of scriptures coming to me for you, and he says, give me a pencil, somebody give me a pen, and he wrote them down all over my arm and all over my hand. Just started giving those words. I've got them written down and kept them all these years. I thought he was talking to me. See, there is a real problem with humanity to learn the revelation of God because we want to filter everything through us. That's our human nature. Life is about me. It's not about anybody else. That's our human nature. We're so narcissistic and so by nature self-oriented that we can't filter things properly through true, pure, 100% pure revelation because it's got to come through the flesh. That's why God brought us the doctrine, if you would, of the, the uh, doctrine of circumcision so that he would be able to tell you there is in the natural, that which is first natural, then that which is spiritual, it is the removing 
of the flesh of humanity so that the pure word of God could go forth and bring a child after his own kind rather than being touched by flesh. That's what he's trying to tell us. Well, getting us circumcised from our carnality and flesh, I think is a lifetime job for Dr. Rafa. <laughs> Bless his heart. Uh, we like him to cut it in tiny pieces at a time for 50, 60, 70, 80 years. It's a difficult thing. It's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to us because we also hate our flesh and what it does to the kingdom of God, to our Lord, and how it can get in the way. So I'm saying all that is I studied harder than I think I've ever studied, and it was a difficult journey to even deliver what I delivered last night. It was hard for me. It did not have that flow to it. You may not have known it, but I know my gift. And so I go on, and I'm researching all day today and going back over all the notes, and oh, I just couldn't get that breakthrough. <clears throat> and I go, and I started praying. I said, Jesus, this is so hard this time, but I know this is you. I know this is what you want me to bring to this house. So that's settled. There's no doubt and unbelief that I'm missing God. This is what you have laid on my heart. And I want to read something to you. If you go to uh, the book of Genesis, I mean, know she's always faithful to, to give you an answer. Always faithful. And uh, see if I can find it real fast here. I didn't write it down. Well, can you bear with me for a second? I didn't look at it. I just kind of recalled it after I've read it for life. I've read it lots of times. What is it? 324? <clears throat> yes, thank you. I'm going to start at verse 22, chapter 3 of Jim. Thank you, Jeff. <clears throat> I, I, I want you to know, so you all will know. I had that. I was just testing Jeff and waiting on him. I said, how long does it take this prophet to get this stuff? He should, he should know me. You know, we flow together. Well, I'm glad you got it, Jeff. It makes me feel a lot better. It took a little longer. Kind of work on you for maybe a little fasting. I feel a little fasting here. All right, verse 22, Genesis 3. The Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. Now, what do you think he meant there? What state was he in? Fallen. Can you imagine you and I living like this throughout eternity and you can't get out of it? With your weaknesses, your frailties, your fighting sickness and disease. and I mean, can you imagine the rest of your life, eternity, living in this state of carnality and humanity? Man, I, thank you, Jesus. Can you thank him? Man, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> But here's what he said. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. Now, notice closely. This is what he spoke to me today in prayer. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. That is going to be a hard revelation. I've chased it for 50 years. You heard some of it. I've talked throughout the years. Throughout the years, I've taught me, probably talked about Zoe, got to be a hundred times or more. And I'm still researching it and still studying. And then it dawned on me today, Jesus, every time I start studying Zoe, it, there's a labor in it. There is, 
I mean, I feel, what is it that I, and today was the first day I got the revelation. I have placed cherubims there to protect Christ. Nobody's going to get him cheap. This is not going to be an easy journey or a cheap journey. This is Jesus Christ. This is the Zoe man, the man who is Zoe, not the man who has it, even though he has it. But you've got to keep remembering there's a difference between having something and is something. And man, when Jesus said, I am Zoe, she, he says to the woman, had you known who this was? Had you had any idea who I am? Well, this scripture makes it very clear that every time I start studying Zoe, I come into the presence of, this one said here, I love this, it makes me a little nervous. Cherubims, plural, not singular. Flaming sword turns every which way that you think you can get in, there's going to be a sword there. So he's let us know because we have met Jesus Christ, you and I have access to God, do we not? We have access to his gospel, to his kingdom. I'm grateful for that. But I can still tell you right now, he's, he's pretty tight uh, with his Zoe. And then I'm learning, I'm beginning to learn why. And Zoe is something that I found in the, in the, when I started studying the New Testament, the ironic of it. In fact, I'll show you another scripture now that you have that. Um, I'd like for you to look at Romans chapter 8. I want to talk a little bit about the law of Zoe. Now, I'm going to act like it's easy. That's not a problem. And uh, y'all learn it as, as Christ permits us to do so tonight. Father, I do pray this. I have access and right to the revelation of Jesus Christ. I pray for it tonight. I'm asking you to give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. I pray that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. That you will open our eyes and behold wonderful things from your word tonight. We would like to have access to Jesus the man. We would like to have access to his life, who he is, and what he gives is Zoe. I'm asking you to take the top off of this and give us access now to a revelation that you have preserved and protected for thousands of years. I'm grateful that you have. But Father, I am no longer in a fallen state. I've been raised up in Christ Jesus. And I think I've already received your eternal life. I'm grateful for that. I will live forever with the King. I'm grateful for that. What a joy. But I still ask you now to give us understanding of this. Tap my gift tonight and show a lot of grace and mercy with it. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you imagine the impact of Zoe if you can get it? I don't mean what you and I have, eternal life. I, you understand what I've done? I'm not demeaning eternal life, everlasting life. We talked about that last night. I'm talking about this perpetual thing that it does for you. Won't you tap its features and its functions, its power, its potential, what it's really there for, and you start learning to live in that domain. See, it is a region, a realm, a domain that there is no suffering, there is no death, there is no dying, there is no mortality, there's no, uh, there is no, uh, uh, I mean, excuse me, yeah, mortality, there is no decay, there's no corrupting, there's no rotting. Now look, I know we're, we're not gonna have access to that in full measure to second coming. Now in second coming, he says all that. There'll, there'll be healing, there'll, nobody will ever be sick, there'll be no tears, never crying again, never frustrated about anything, never depressed, never, never nothing. Can, I can't, I mean, you, you know it's hard for me, I mean, 
Imagine that. Now, I would like to say this. When, when I was studying this, I said to Jesus, thank you that I live in the generation and in the time that I live. I would rather live 100 than 900 like this. Can anybody say amen to that? As in, in its best form, it's great. But I was a thousand years with my flesh, my personality, my soul. Oh, I see suicide on the horizon. <laughs> I'm thinking, man, who in the world wants to live like this for a thousand years? So aren't you glad that you wasn't born during the days of Methuselah or even Adam and, and, and Enos and, and Noah? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm glad it's come down. Now he's even brought to 70 in my reason of strength, and Crystal's keeping me in the gym. She believes in reason of strength. As long as she can keep me strong, then the Bible, she's, she's the prophesying that he'll live 100 years plus. So I may as well say I'll probably just outlive her just because of honoring us. Just what I think I'm going to do. But the issue is that we all need reason of strength. But here's what I'm going for. The gym doesn't do it, by the way. Let's go back to Christ. And the scripture says that he would renew our strength. Man, I like that. And Psalm said he will renew thy youth. So we've got two powers of renewal taking place in our life. So we're going to talk about that renewal in just a moment through the power of Zoe. But look at Romans chapter 8, verse 2. For the law of the spirit of Zoe, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. So right now we're talking about something that's different than just a revelation or knowledge. Zoe is a law. It's a God-given eternal law. Cannot be broken. Cannot be redone. What is it? We always want to redo the Constitution to, you know, to fit the wicked. That's what it's all about. And you cannot take the constitution of Zoe, the law of Zoe, and alter it, change it in any way whatsoever. I'm grateful for that. So this, now you have to see that this is a law. And by the way, the law of sin and death was in the earth with Adam and Eve, and Christ had not, if it wasn't Christ, there's nobody could have broken that law. The law of sin and death, or the law of Moses even. Nobody could have broken that. Christ fulfilled it. He was able to actually remove that law in mind your life that caused us to sin and die, perpetually die, constantly dying, constantly in death, and replace it with another law called Zoe. Now look, if you would, that the word for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free. If you look at the Greek word free, you'll find the word there, exemption. Now think about it for a moment. This law of Zoe has made us exempt from other laws. If you would say that is true, if you really believe biblically that is true, then you have to think about the impact of that truth, not just a mental assent or agreement to that truth. Are you truly exempt from the law of sin and death? The reason it's difficult to embrace this is because we humans, have a, we are subject to dying and getting old. So it's hard. How do you reconcile the scripture that says it's appointed unto man to die, and then the scripture says you are exempt from dying? 
So we now know what Christ meant about dying. Dying was not a physiological objective of Christ when he talked talk to Adam and Eve. Because he said, in the day you partake of, you shall surely die. Well, they would have kicked over physically right then, would they not? The moment they touched it, they would have died instantly. But it wasn't a physiological death, even though that was incorporated later. Because of death, the spirit of death, the law of death, eventually you begin to grow old age and you begin to die. But what he was telling them, you will die spiritually. And you will have to be rebirthed by the Messiah. You will live in a spiritual darkness from that moment, that the very moment you partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you no longer have access to life. It's over. And in, for thousands of years, six, seven thousand, six or seven, maybe eight, I don't really know how long, a few thousand years, and then the Messiah comes and he breaks that law and regenerates your human spirit. Did you hear the word? He regenerated your human spirit. What did he do? Did you receive, the moment you got born again, did you receive eternal Zoe? And he regened you. You should believe that. I believe that with all my heart, Jesus. I really don't care what my body says. I believe your word. I'm now renouncing all aspects of the proclamation of my body to totally proclaim your word as master and Lord over my life. That being the case, in spite of where you are, where you are right now, whatever has happened in your life, it's irrelevant. What is vital is what saith the scripture. Search them. Right now we're testifying of Christ, the person who regenerates your genes, the generation of Jesus Christ, the regeneration of Jesus Christ, who is able to go in there because he is Zoe and speak to your genes and restore them to normalcy in just one tiny moment. That's why so many of you get healed and didn't even know it. This, this may sound like, uh, or uh, uh, what would it be, blasphemy to some. But many times when you get healed by Jesus, it wasn't just a miracle that did it. He just went back and triggered that gene and you restored. You, re you recovered. Two or three, four days later, you woke up. Well, what happened? I was having pain. and I was really having pain in the shoulder. And, I mean, they prayed for me and I still had a pain. I walked with it. But, I woke up today, man, there's no pain there. Anybody ever do that? Walk away from healing lines, still not feeling? Yes. Now you can leave here and say, Jesus, I'm attacking every area of my body by the word of God. I'm attacking it on the basis of a person, not a principle. Now, that being said, I still believe that even though he protects it, does he not give us access to it? If he did not give you access to it, you wouldn't even be born again. So there shows me even then he can silence the swords of the cherubims. One word to the cherubim, give Randy access to eternal life. Give Kelly access to eternal life. And what will you do when you do that? You go back to when you got born again. I'm on the sidewalk of down in California walking 
with the ugliest girl I've ever dated in my life. And, I, and all of a sudden, Jesus Christ says to the cherubims, I'm going to tell you, 20 years of age, give, give Randy access to the tree of life tonight. I'm going to offer it to him. He's going to turn it down, but he'll take it because he's stupid, but he, but he will get it. I'm pretty sure he said that to the old boys. I don't doubt that at all. Because if you remember, I said to him, leave me alone. Oh, oh, Jesus. If I've ever blasphemed you, I did then. Thank God you ignored my ignorance. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Can you imagine? Okay, leave him alone. Let the poor sucker die. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I always thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God the God I serve is merciful. Didn't been loose for he said kill him. Wow, thank you, Jesus. I'm so grateful. I just felt it right there. Whew. Forever damned because of being ignorant. Everybody in here would be damned. I'm not calling you ignorant. You just have to read the truth. <laughs> now, let's go and cover this if we can. Go to Titus. Well, uh, before we do, let me, let me take you back to a little Greek definition. If you look at the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and you look at that word law, nomos, could be pronounced nomos, I haven't really looked at it, but it's nomos or nomos, whatever, it's, it has to do with the knowledge force. But listen to what it said to, to partial out. That's what it starts out, to partial out, as in grain or feed. And so it, within that law, it has a law that partials the, the, the zoe of God out to you. It comes in partial. In other words, not everybody, uh, if everybody's starving, and the king will then proclaim everybody gets five pounds of grain, did they not partial it out? So that's what he said. And I'll read it to you right there in the Greek. It says, to partial out, especially food or grazing to the animals, to distribute, to measure out, to monitor. Now notice it says, through the idea of prescriptive usage. So if you just give a little meditation, the doctor comes in and gives you diagnostic insight, and he gives you a prescription to be filled at Kroger's or wherever. And when you go there with that prescription, then the usage is, the prescriptive usage is, they will give you what you need, and they will give it to you in either 10 milligram, 20 milligram, 50, when you follow where I'm coming from. And so what that means is, even in that realm, they are dealing with a distribution according to your need. And so you now get your prescription fuel. So in the law of Zoe, now you've got to transfer it back now to Zoe, the Christ the man. Christ has a law that he lives by. And in that law is one of the laws of the law is prescriptive usage. That he marshals out or he distributes to you and I, Zoe, but on a 10 milligram, 20 milligram, 50 milligram level. Now, when in second coming, he will partial out the Zoe, the scripture, in a 100 milligram. You and I are going to get the full package. Now, let me just tell you why I know this. If you received 100% right now of Zoe, you would never die. So his law cannot overrule another law. 
law that he makes does not uh, negate another law that he makes. And he made the law that it is appointed. You and I have an appointment. We cannot break the appointment. You will be there when it's the appointed time of the Father. And you and I are going to die. But we really don't die. Now let's go back to what Zoe said, the man. You have passed from death to Zoe already. You shall never die. And they, they, they want to stone him for that statement. You will never die. You're not, we will never die. You have to forget about death. When I say we're going to die, we're really never going to die. We need to stop saying we're going to die. What we need to start saying is eventually I come to the end of my purpose. Or you could say, eventually I've come to the end of my life. It's okay. Because I'm just going to do the same thing I did in down in California. With the, I'm just going to step right out. I mean, in a millisecond, poof, you're hovering above the bed. And you're looking around, and my words will be to you, you poor suckers. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and forward, because we get to have an eternal, perpetual, I don't know how to explain it. You know, I mean, I can't even comprehend when Jesus Christ is king, he sets up his politics, his policies on this earth. Wow. Wow. But in the meantime, we have to face our new, renewed mind to Zoe that, Randy, you're not going to die. You're really not going to die. You've already passed from death. Death has no sting, has no power. Grave has no influence in your life. But won't I die and go to the grave? In a physiological sense, you will, Randy. But even the grave will not be there for you. By the time you get to the grave, you're not even there. Now, I know this is tough. It was tough on my children. I had no desire to go visit Gloria Lee's uh, grave. Some took great offense to that, some of my children, and thought I really didn't love her. I'd go through all that ridiculous stuff. The issue was, which I tried to say, I'm going to visit somebody that's not there. Why would I keep going to your house to visit Jeff and Arlene if they moved? And I just keep going back and knocking on the door and knocking on the door. They're not there. And you know what we do when people die, when Christians die, we act like, my God in heaven, it's, it's devastating. Are you kidding me? You self, you, you, I found, I told this guy that, that's trying to sell me a $10,000 burial because he said, your wife would want this. I said, my wife would talk to you and rebuke you right now. <laughs> and you know she would. Are you serious? Garbage bag, backhoe, in the pasture. You know why? You're already gone before they got you in the garbage bag. And I told this guy, I said, sir, with all due respect to you guys, these funeral homes, y'all do this for the living. You don't do this for the dead. You prey on the emotions of the living. And I said, it ain't going to happen with me. I said, I want the cheapest thing you got. Well, again, you don't love your wife. You know, here we go. That's the manipulation. Didn't work for me. Because I said, she's already gone. What do I care? Bringing flowers in, in Hartford, Arkansas. Every year, the whole town shows up at the cemetery and redoes all the graveyards, all their family. Now look, I'm not going to be cynical here. You've got to understand where I'm coming from. I've read the Bible. 
And I'm thinking, look what these folk are doing. Look what, and what did Jesus say? Let the dead bury the dead. Oh, that's a hard saying. Y'all want to bury me? Don't do it. Get the unregenerate. I got some names, by the way, <laughs> that, that would love to bury me. Let them do it. <laughs> Let them pay for it. They'll pay for it. They'll be glad to pay for it, Jeff. Yeah. They're looking forward to it. Y'all just go have breakfast, celebrate me being where you wish you were, and don't be crying for me. I'm going to be weeping for you. That's Old Testament says that. Old Testament says, man, we got it all wrong. And it's true. So I may as well just throw that in while I'm on this. And let you know that these funeral things and all that, they are full of the living. And you know, people watch to see if you break down and ball, and they'll put the, bless his heart, bless his heart. I'm over in South Africa, and I, I'm, I've come into a Tuesday morning, 4, 4.30 in the morning, prayer meeting at the church. And I'm in there praying, man, seeking God. The Spirit of the Lord comes up on me. And I saw the state of the fellowship and this local area, and it broke me. And I started travailing for South Africa, that regional area, just crying and travailing. Everybody thought I was crying because glory was dead. Everybody started feeling so sorry for me. In the whole, and I'm praying for them. <laughs> it really happened, didn't it, Crystal? I know, you're the pastor. <laughs> Everybody thought, oh, bless his heart. His wife's dead and he dies and he has to come over here. And yeah, I'm just about my father's business. I know it was tough on my children. I know that. I'm still paying for it to this day or something. But the issue is, no, I don't go to the grave. I don't bring the flowers. I'm telling you, if, if it's biblical, if I'm biblically sound, she's either there or she's not. Now, let me say something. Let's say she's there. Then what am I bringing flowers for? You think she's going to come out and talk to me? <laughs> you see, I, I don't find it where it makes sense to me. Now, you that are passionate and have all this love and stuff for the funerals, and I, I, knock yourself out. I'm not judging you. I'm asking you not to judge me. I just don't embrace it. Once I find that Jesus said, you let the dead bury the dead, you come follow me. Did I not have to do that and fulfill that scripture with glory to Did I not have to do that in exact scripture? Forget it, Randy. You come follow me. I'm sending you to South Africa. Well, I sure appreciate your compassion. You follow where I'm coming from? Well, this is because we are death-oriented, not life-oriented. I'm trying to get my mind renewed to the living, not to the dead. I'm not interested in the dead. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm interested in the living. I can't help Gloria, but I can die for Crystal. Now do you follow me? There is a dying that we do do by choice, but you can't help the dead. But you can do the, and you know what's funny? Have you ever noticed humanity? When they die, they get the flowers and the praises, but not while they're living. Hypocrisy to the max. They like to show themselves. They want to show themselves. So I'm asking you to look this over and don't be taken in by ten, fifteen thousand dollars. I want you to know something. You open up that golden casket, there's going to be rottenness in it. So that ain't going to work. But I want now look at this. There is a prescriptive usage, and I'm grateful for God. And let me now take that moment and say, you need Zoe impacting your life in an area tonight that I don't need. 
Dr. Rafa has already gone through this house under the law of himself, the law of Zoe, the man, and he has given prescriptive usage. He has prescribed and distributed to you, meted out to you, Zoe, in an area where you need it. And if I were you, I would take that prescription and get it filled. And I'd take it if it's if prescriptive usage is, usage means if it says you take this three times a day, I would. Would you not do it? If you if right now, if a doctor said to you, if you'll just take this one pill three times a day for the next two weeks, you'll never ever again have that problem. Tell me who would not do it. You wouldn't do it, son? Well, you might want to hang on till you're here. <laughs> of course you would, Terry. And sure you would. You and I both would. And you never have to deal with it again. Would you do it? Yes. That's called prescriptive usage. Byron Hudson comes up and says, he, in fact, he tells me, one of the things he said he faces with humanity that's difficult for Christians is they'd rather take a pill than to do the word. And the reason they rather take a pill than do the word is they think it's easier. I think the word is not only easier, it's longer lasting. So now, Dr. Rafa comes to this house, and let me go back to this uh, eternal life. This reason, this is reason the mankind, mankind has spent a lifetime and billions of dollars searching the fountain of youth. The reason they can't find it, it's a river. So he made a move forget the fountain. It's a river. The other thing about it is, not only is it a river of life, here's where we've made the mistake. Our carnality and narcissism and self-love is so powerful, we want to change our aging in appearance. There's more important how you look young than you, have, than you are facing the reality of young organs. Give me the young organs. Forget the lips. We'll deal with that second coming. <laughs> Give me the heart, the lungs, the liver. Are you with me? That's what I'm talking about. Jesus is saying, Zoe is for your body. Zoe is for your body. It will bring life to your members, to your body. That's what he does when he heals and delivers and sets free. That's what he's doing is restoring because he is regenerating your organs. I mean, look, I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope we all look young and, 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 and I hope we we'll all just all stay beautiful and healthy and look, look handsome the rest of, you know, until we die. I hope they look in the cask and say, he doesn't look a day over 30. That'd be fine. But I, well, I want to say this. When I get a... An exam, full examination. I'd like to hear the doctor say, man, your lungs look like a 20-year-old. Your heart is like a 20-year-old. What have you been doing? Zoe, doc. Been walking in that Zoe of Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> Thank God for some docs and some brothers who understand it. That you can sit around and talk to them about it. And all that he does, and same thing with you, man, what you do with the doctors on... You go through all that, and I know at times you've talked to me through the years, and, oh, man, there's a better way than this. I have to work here because there's, there's a better way than this. And, you know, the better way is I am the way. There's a man. There's a man who gives you prescriptive usage to Zoe, to the law, to the law of Zoe. You have access to a law. Now, there's three things about every law. There are the rules, 
And then there are, there are those who keep the rules, and there are those who break the rules. And if you keep the rules, you live. If you break the rules, you die. There's consequences to every law. And we're showing you a law right now that you should be getting pumped about and saying, Jesus, I have access to you. You are the tree of life. I am in Arlington. I just met Gloria Lee. I've been flown down. A friend of mine who worked for Ken Copeland, I'm staying in his house. And while I'm there, he, I was there for about four or five days. He made me leave. <laughs> That's another story. That's a funny story. I, I, it's not important. So I leave, and I, I get this little uh, apartment. And uh, I'm by myself, and it's a very difficult time. I had no money, nothing. No, I mean, it was a very difficult time. But I had met her, and she had this car, and I got, she let me use it once in a while while she's working so I can get take care of a few things. And as the weeks went by, I started getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And then I started losing my hair. I started bleeding from my mouth. I'm bleeding when I urinate, when I defecate. Air blood is, I'm just, and one, I mean, one day I walked into the bathroom and I swept up all the hair. And, it was, and I looked in there and said, you're kidding. I felt so sick all the time. And all I had at the time was one can of Camel's chicken noodle soup and some crackers. That's all I had to my name. And I am knowing that I'm dying. And I fall asleep, and I was awakened by the presence of God. I'm going to keep my details out of it because it's brought me into, I don't need to be criticized for what happened to me. And I was awakened by the Lord, and all he said was, get up and fight. Now, you have to understand the command. The command comes from God when you're in total contrary to the command. Which means you won't have anything that Jesus tells you to do that at that point, that's the last thing you want to do. But that's the answer. Zoe is speaking. You want life ready or you want to die? Every time God speaks to you, every time, listen close, every time you get a rhema, every time you get a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, a prophecy, the words that he speaks is Zoe. You're receiving a distribution an allotment of Zoe that you are by faith to act on. For that Zoe to begin to distribute to you the prescription that you need to usage, use so that in that area you will be delivered, set free, or healed. He just waits for you to receive it and become it. Now, I'm in, and, I said, and I just said, I have no intention of fighting anymore. I am finished. I am through, Jesus. I lay back down, went to sleep, woke me again, same words, get up and fight. I have no desire to, and I am now beginning to plead. I don't know if you've ever been there. I was, I said, Jesus, please, I, I just please take me home. I have no desire to be here anymore. I'm asking you to take me home. Please, I'm crying like crazy. Please take me home. Please, end this. Nothing happened, didn't take me home. I lay back down, just wiped out, fell asleep. Third time, woke up, get up and fight. And you know what I did? In all defeat, unbelief, in all tiredness, weariness, 
no strength or energy. I said, on your word. That's all I got can give you. I will act on your word. I got up in the bed, got on my knees and my elbows. I didn't have enough strength. I did not even want to say in the name of Jesus. I just sat there like this crying. <sighs> I got to obey you. I've just got to obey you. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> just like that. Hit me. The power of God was healed absolutely instantly. Instantly healed. Do you know what happened? Zoe just filled that room. The life took me from a darkness and death and from, from a gloom and from deep down depression, excessive misery. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you ever saw heat all that. I did one in for you. But man, all of that in a, in a moment of God. And you know what brought it about? He was giving me prescriptive usage. The law himself. Zoe himself said, I'm giving you a law, Randy. And the law is fight for what is yours. And if you will, I am prescribing to you something that you can use. And it take this, take this, and it will heal you. That's all that law says. The law always says in its first prescribed usage, prescriptive usage, is that it will cause you to have exactly what that law prescribed. Now, all you have to do is look at, is there a law of Zoe found in Jesus Christ that Dr. Rafa has given me, uh, what would you call it, divine insight or diagnostic insight, if you would, and says, this is what you need. And if you will take this tonight and mix it with faith, this prescription that I'm giving to you in Zoe will bring about the results necessary. Would you take it? I hope that you do. Because that's where we're at now. There's another one. I'm going to give it to you on this one here. Now, I'm not, before I go forward, would you be interested? Now, we're going to have both. I'm just going to kind of change your priority. Would it not be more important for you to have your total health of organs than it would of your face being pretty? No wrinkles, no proceed? Seriously, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about living life large. You, you can live life large by feeling good. And look at this. Dismissing crow's feet and putting that needle in there until all the muscles go dead. I mean, that ain't going to change your lifestyle. Right or not? Absolutely. I mean, that's fine. You can look however you want to. I don't have no problem with what you look. But the issue that I'm trying to say is we have spent billions and billions of dollars to look good, but we ain't paying no attention to our heart and our lungs and our liver and our kidney. We're not really paying attention to what we cannot see. We see this. And then we, oh, two brown spots. I cannot believe it. This is not good. And we, and we go into depression because you, you find these little brown spots come on you. Oh, I'm going to have them taken off. And you have no idea what's crawled all over your heart. <laughs> Living things moving in there. <laughs> I'm telling you, let's call upon the name of Jesus Christ to renew the inner man. 
to really take this body here and go through it, Jesus, like a doctor would, and prescribe the things. And this doctor is so supernatural and so powerful. Everything that he prescribed, pow, 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 pow. Everything is restored, renewed, regenerated. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Titus, if you would. Go to Titus. Now, I'm going to bring you back to the law of exemption in just a moment. This was the law of prescriptive usage I've talked about. But now you've got to go back and mix it with the law of exemption. And you have to begin to believe and to say the word. Father, I'm exempted. I'm exempted from this. I'm exempted from this. I'm exempted from this. This law doesn't apply to me. You follow me? This law of sin doesn't apply to me. I don't have to sin. The law of death does not apply to me. Are you following me? If you don't do it, you're not believing it. Now look, within the law of the person Christ are some laws of the spirit. Laws that come from the spirit world. The law of the spirit of Zoe. Not the law of Suke. Not the law of the worldly Suke, but the law of the spirit. There are laws from God that came down to Jesus Christ and within the law are laws. Now what is a law? We're not talking about letter of the law. We're talking about a law. What would you call a law? Guidelines, rules, directions, how we are to live, conduct ourselves, behave. If you will do it, you will live. And in the day you partake of your selfishness and your life, you better kiss your heart and your lungs and live her goodbye. You have just betrayed yourself. Now, in Titus, we'll go back, I said, to this uh, other stuff in just a moment. In Titus, I, I just thought this was fascinating. Chapter 3, verse 5. Two things Zoe does. Verse 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. How? How did he save us? How did he deliver us? By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Two things we find there. He redoes the genes. Are you thankful for that? Your gene may have quit. Your gene may have been damaged. Your gene may have turned off and not turned back on. What did he say he would do? I'm going to say it in this way. He'll regene you. Right or not? Is it re generation do you not do you know what a generator is how many owns or has or knows what a generator is and what does it do it brings power when the power is off because I have a neighbor he's got a big one over there and in Marshall you need one <laughs> Marshall is the only city I have ever been in that is fair weather electricity. This is not a lie. I've seen one electrical, one, one uh, thunder or one lightning, and it goes off in the whole neighborhood. Hours. I've never seen this. But Chris and I have talked about it. I've talked to my neighbor about it. He has it set up where somebody, he paid electricity, he comes in. And takes the electrical box and set it up for a big plug <coughs> to the generator and does this whole house. So the only way everything goes up, um, we hear, um, <laughs> that's what we're hearing. Now, not negative. That, that, okay, got a generator on. 
he's sitting there watching TV and air conditioning and me and Crystal looking running around with candles and flashlights. <laughs> Is it not the truth, darling? Yeah, but we still were closer friends. We wish we were a lot closer friends and every time that he'd invite us over. He's Baptist, that's why it doesn't happen. <laughs> but he's got he's got a generator. And when the electric, when the power goes off, he regenerates his house. <clears throat> Jesus comes and partials out to us a part of his law that anytime the juice goes off, he will regenerate you. <laughs> now, all you have to do is get on your knees and develop a little box where he plugs in. Are oh, you following me? Because when you, you, you run down and you need to be regenerated, and notice again the term, re-genes. The gene is off. There's no juice to the house. You're frustrated. You're angry. You're mad. You're depressed. You're full of whatever. Just life not worth it anymore. I don't want to do and I've been through all of this. And one half, but then when you get on your knees and he parches out you, Randy, get up and fight. And you know, when he did it, I didn't do any binding demons and principalities. I didn't do anything. I said, when I mentioned the name, I said, Father, in the name of Jesus. I didn't know if I had enough to get that out. The faithfulness, you know what he did it for? Obedience to what he said to do, not really the fight. I found out with Christ, it's not in the, the, what he tells you to do. It's that he told you to do it. And I have learned in life that you do what he tells you to do, and that's more of his interest than what he told you to do. Does that make sense to you? And that's always been my safety and always been my joy. I've seen him meet me every time when I even attempt to obey him more than I do in what he's told me to do with my obedience. Because once you obey him, whatever he's told you to do is easy. You've already crossed the bridge. I don't care what it is. If you know it's going to cost you your head, what you kill, you've already made the decision. It's easy after that. Regeneration. And I'll read it to the Greek too. It's a spiritual rebirth, a state or the act that is figurative, spiritually renovation. I love renovation. Uh, I mean, you know when renovation takes place is when the house gets old. 70 or so the house could be. And you're looking for the renovators. Amen? Somebody that will come in here and redo the walls, the carpet, and the kitchen. Thank you, Jesus. I've got a master, a lord, a king. And it not so if you're going to deal with I am, he is Zoe. And in that law of Zoe is the law of regeneration and the law of renovation. Renovation. He has a law of renovation. So when you get old, it says... <clears throat> I'll never forsake the hoary hair. He said that. The scripture says he will never forsake an old man, the old man. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've said that in the last 10 years. Because I know I began to notice the scriptures are relative. <laughs> At 20 and 30, you don't even memorize those verses. 
Dude hit 60 and 70. He said, where is that verse? <laughs> you dig it out, boy, because you think, Jesus, you ain't going to forsake me even in the hoary head. Bro, I don't care how great this gets. John, I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you, Randy. <laughs> what a Lord. What a Lord we serve. And when you get old, you fall on your knees. I want to tap you with some Zoe, but the one I'm partial out today, son, is not regeneration. I'm going to partial out renovation. This is the prescription I'm giving you today. I want to come inside your house. I'm going to redo your whole house. I'm going to make this thing look young and shine again, and your heart's going to be about 2022. Your lungs going to be about 2022. Are you with me? I think renovate this old house. Renovate this thing. And I want you to know, Zoe, remember, is perpetual life. So you know what he's constantly doing? Renovating. Keeping it new. Romans says that we are to walk in newness of Zoe. So what did that tell me now about another aspect or the things that pertain to Zoe? It causes you to be able to walk in a fresh, new lifestyle on a daily basis. Constantly keeping you fresh, keeping you young, and what you have to do is you have to forget your chronological years. You do. You have to forget keeping up to date with your chronological years. What difference does it make how old you are? And you know what I hear people say, Christians say, well, you know, I'm too old to do that. I said, God, curse the day I ever say that in my life. God forbid that I'd be too old to do what God's told me to do or what I would want to do, to climb the mountain or swim the river or kayak for two weeks. or what. God forbid. Because when that begins to happen, and it does, and I, see, I, I thank God for the law of exemption, but I'm coming back down from uh, Caddo Friday morning. I woke up around 5 o'clock. Get before the Lord, get ready to go. So well, I don't have to meet Friday night, so I'm going to come on in today. And I'm meditating this because, like I said, it was hard, and it still is. It's, you can see that I'm still with it, but I know it's there, and I'm not going to quit because it's there. But anyway, I'm coming down, and I'm praying this stuff and trying to memorize scriptures on things, and I didn't know that. I said, boy, it's just, and I said, wow. And I said, so I started spitting all this stuff out because I told Crystal, I said, Crystal, I never, ever want to deliver and Paul said this, I have delivered unto you that which I have received. I never want to give to you what I have not walked in. And I said, Jesus, I have walked in, Zoe, for 50 years with you and still do not understand it. But I'm going out for you. I said, I so desire to have the revelation of this in my life. You as the man of Zoe. You, the man, Zoe himself. Give me revelation of you. And at that point, he gave me a word. And this is what he said, just like that. I'm trying. He said, I am the cure or the prevention. I thought he was talking to me about where I was, and I just drove a few more feet down the road, and it was about another brother in Houston. It wasn't Shelly, it was another one of the brothers I know, that all of a sudden he began to speak to me that they have made a wrong turn. And if they continue to go this way, I will have to bring a cure. Meet with him, talk it, and tell him. It is wiser to prevent than it is to cure. Exemption is prevention. 
you can prevent it from happening or then you can not, you can be lazy about it and different, and I have, and then you have a fight on your hands to get back to that renewed generation. Regeneration or renovation. Are you following that? And I'm telling you what, it is better by stewardship to keep your house in good shape than it is years and years later trying to get $50,000 together to renovate it. And speaking spiritually as well here, are you paying attention? It is, every pain that you have, every discomfort that you have, you take it before God. You get on your knees and say, Zoe is available to me. There is a prescription for this problem in the spirit. There is. Come on, folks, there is. There's a prescription for you tonight. It's a law. Forget about how old, well, you know, I'm really too old on that. I've already been through all that, and this hip's been fine, this knee's been, I'll make it up. Are you listening to your resignation? Well, I should have done this when I was, okay, so you didn't. You could have prevented something, but you didn't. I didn't. So what's still left? I am the cure. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Can you say, thank you, Jesus? Listen, he ignored me when I said, leave me alone. I threw my fist up. I was on my knees crying. Threw my, leave me alone. I went to my mama. Jesus said, me of God. You know they know Jesus. <laughs> so I go to my mom. Mama, this is about uh, two days later. You know Jesus Christ, don't you? I had an attitude. I know that's hard to believe in my gentle nature. I know that. But I had an attitude. Mom, you know Jesus Christ? Yes. Good. Tell him, leave me alone. She just starts crying. What's wrong with her? Her son's asking to go to hell. What do you think her mother's going to do? <laughs> and she just started, son, son, don't talk like that. Don't talk like that. No, tell him, leave me alone. I, don't, I do not want to be involved in this. I don't want to do it. God? Can you imagine how many times you looked at Jesus? Oh, poor kid. This is the stupidest one we've ever gotten saved. <laughs> Jesus said, Well, I'll tell you how stupid he is. We ain't got him saved yet. <laughs> Aren't you grateful? He ignores that stupid, carnal, ignorant human beings. And you know what he brought to me? A cure. Thank you, Jesus. Ignored all of that unbelief and doubt and blasphemy and saved. Now look, what you are doing is spending too much time thinking about you when you don't remember who you're talking about. The God of mercy and grace and love and cannot wait to heal you and deliver you. Just looking for an opportunity to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are right with him. Come on, man. He's looking for this. He is Zoe. He came down to do this, not keep it from you. Get rid of your religion. All religion tells us we have to do something to get it. And God doesn't want to do it for me because he doesn't find me worthy. You follow that out, nobody will get anything. There's nobody worthy. But if we believe in the gift of righteousness and he made us righteous, then he made me worthy. Listen very closely to my blasphemy to the religious ear. I deserve this. Because Christ made me deserve it. He gave me the right to it. I am an heir of God. A joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm a part of his inheritance. 
I inherited his genes. My goodness, what do you want, wife? You have received the DNA of Jesus Christ. And the sperma called the seed of Christ, the sperm of Christ, entered into your heart when you ovulated toward him. And it caused you to have a new birth. And when his sperma entered into you, you were injected with the divine nature of God. And in that DNA are the genes that live perpetually by Zoe. That's working in your body. Thank you, Jesus. Now look, this is not hard. Receiving is simply believing. It is nothing you have to do. He wants to do this. He wants to regenerate you this week. He wants to renovate you this week. And he wants to give you a prescription that works for you. All you have to do tonight is really get on your knees and say, Jesus, there's something here about my leg I'd like to talk to you about. There's something here about my hip I'd like to talk to you about. I'm having a little bit of a problem with uh, whatever. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Find out where you are because your prescription is different than mine. You might need 10 milligrams and you might need 50 milligrams, but you follow what I'm saying. He will, just, he will prescribe this for you tonight. And Dr. Ross said, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Now let's go back to exemption for a moment. Let me show you some scriptures here. You want to love these verses. Go back to uh, uh, the law of exemption. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And I'm going to read some scriptures to you here. In fact, I'm going to save some time by telling them to you know them. God told Moses, deliver the people out of Egypt. And he told the Israelites... Which is to Goshen to go to live in Goshen, which is still in Egypt, by the way, the country of Egypt. And did you know? You have to read the scriptures to know it. But did you know during the time of the hailstorm and and hail and brimstone and hail and fire and all the frogs and all the lice and all the flies? The scripture says, but only in Goshen there was none. It said it over and over again. There was darkness in Egypt, but light in Goshen. There was brimstone and hail in Egypt, but none in Goshen. There were flies in Egypt, said, but none in Goshen. And then God said, I will make a distinction, a difference between you and Egypt. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I will put none of these diseases upon you that have come upon Egypt. Whatever the world is suffering from, whatever the world is dying from, whatever the world gets, the Word of God, regardless of who's died here with it or without it, that doesn't change scriptures. The Word of God says it clearly, plainly. I will put none of these diseases upon you. Randy, you're an exemption. Say it. I am an exemption. You must believe that. I am a separated individual. I'm a sanctified individual. I have been set apart from the world. I have come out from among them, Jesus, and touched not the unclean thing. You have been my father. Hallelujah. And you have given me your genes, 
and I live in an entirely different world than the world lives. I am exempted by the law of Zoe. I am exempted. I'm either free or you're not free. You're either in bondage or slavery to sickness and disease and sin, or you're free. You've got to make your decision tonight. And let Zoe, let Zoe be prescribed. It's your prescription tonight. Jeremiah, listen to this. Behold, I will bring you health and cure. I will cure you, cure you, and will reveal unto you the abundance of peace and truth. Can you say, I'm an exemption? I'm an exemption. I am. Whenever I go, people just have struggles eventually trying to deal with me because they can't figure out who I am. Just recently, I got a phone call from one of the CEOs, and he talked to the top boss down there, and the top boss, do you know Randy Shankle? Who is that guy? Because they can't figure this out. They're trying to, even, even the, we're talking about multimillionaires are troubled by an Arkansas kid because they don't know, and they finally said, what does he want? And the CEO says, well, that's the deal, he doesn't want anything. Multi-millionaires who own the airplanes and the yachts and the cars, you follow me, the houses, the mansions, and what, what, are, they, what are they? They want it all. And you were talking about a man, no, oh, no, and he says, God wants something. Every man got a price. <laughs> you know what, because that's how they live. Do you know what I want? Does anybody here know what I want? What I strive for, what is my desire? Do you know what my treasure is and what I really, really, really do want? I want to know him. And I want to know his word. And I want to be strong enough in God to do it. I want to live for him. I want to, I want to serve him. I told the Lord when I was in Caddo, I said, Jesus, I've got no purpose on the earth of serving you. I can talk all other kinds of things, what I like to do, what you all, but I said, well, I have no other purpose on this earth but knowing you. My greatest aspiration is in all areas, I want to obey you, even unto death, because I cannot die. Why fear death when you don't die? You either give me your money or I'm going to kill you. Hit right here now. I don't want to live 20 years in bed. Make sure it hits right here. Here, give me that pistol. Take the money and then pull that trigger. <laughs> but I make sure I'm dead. Because you'd be doing me a favor. Why should I fear someone wanting to kill me? Thank you, Jesus. Now, I've got, think about it. I'm within 30 seconds of meeting Jesus. Boy, I love you guys, all three of you. Come on over here, I'm going to talk to you. <laughs> Can you imagine what they would do? Seriously. What is wrong with him? Who wants the keys to this car? I want you know, you can have the keys. No, I can't do that. I promised it to my wife. You can have the money, and that'll, that'll make it. When they see what I cured, they'll make it some man that you used to me. That's, that's what we, what you cured? Well, you know, you want to rob me, you took the wrong guy. How are you going to steal where your man's rich when he's rich in God? Now listen to this. You shall serve the Lord your God. You've heard him. And I will bless thy bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Now listen to this. You know this. You've heard me say it. The word take in the Hebrew says turn off. 
I will turn the switch of sickness completely off by turning on Zoe in your genes. And from now on, Randy, you're going to live a life. You will never die sick. You will not die with diseases. You will not die with heart disease. You will not die, well, start to say, yeah, I won't die mentally with any mental Because, <laughs> you know, you got to give him grace where you're at. You, it won't get any worse than it is, man. That's what, that's what I hear saying. Are you following me? Come on, man. You're going to decree a thing that shall be established unto you. Why are you afraid to say it? Why are you afraid to believe him? Well, then if I die and I die sick, they're going to mock me. What do you care? You're dead. They can't prove you wrong. They get up the next day and they say, well, Randy said this, but he didn't make it. Randy don't care. Randy made it. Look, we're just speaking the word here without fear. We're decreeing the word of God. We're not the one watching over the word to execute it. I'm not responsible for this. I'm responsible for believing it. He's responsible for doing it. Oh, you're following me. God said, I'll watch over my word to perform it. Tell me, Randy, what do you see? I see the... A branch of an almond. I see, I see an almond branch there. You see, well, I will hasten my word to perform it. Who's going to perform it? And God said this, the scripture said, being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he is able also to perform. There's no performance on mine. I, I, I'm not afraid to say I will not die sick. I will not die of disease. I'm going to die. Because, first of all, everybody dies. Listen to of a heart attack. Everybody does, by the way. So don't fear dying of a heart attack. Everybody dies of a heart attack. Does that not make sense to you? Because when your heart quits beating, you're dead. And I'll tell you, it'll eventually stop beating. So forget all that stuff. You don't have to worry about that. What you're wanting to decree is, Father, I'm under the law of exemption because I'm under the law of Zoe in Christ Jesus. I'm under the law of prescriptive usage by Christ Jesus. You're meeting out to me what I need constantly in Zoe. I thank you for that. I'm under the law of regeneration. My genes are constantly being regenerated. I thank you for the juice that comes. When my body doesn't work, Zoe does. When the electricity shuts off in this house, you turn it all back on. I want to thank you, Jesus, that I get old and gray-headed. Your word says I'll never forsake the hoary head. In fact, really, I'll renovate your kitchen. I say thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Anybody pumped about this yet? Yeah. I tell you, you got something that you and I have not really fully realized yet. I'm going to leave it right, right there right now and say this to you and to him. Jesus, I want to thank you that you are Zoe to me and to this house. This is one of the greatest top mysteries of your kingdom. The life of God. How God himself lives. That is amazing to me. <clears throat> Not just where you live, but how you live. I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your word. And I thank you now that if we by faith step into this, it activates you. Faith activates God. Like doubt and fear activates Lucifer. And Father, tonight we activate your word by faith. We receive it by faith. We believe it by faith. <clears throat> And we're going to do it by faith. And I thank you that Zoe is working in my body right now, regenerating me and renovating me, making me fresh and new and renewing me that I walk in freshness, constantly living in freshness of Zoe, who keeps my body strong and healthy and causes me to live from an exemption.
to a law of sin and death. I want to thank you for it. I decree it in Jesus' name. You should be doing the same thing tonight. In the next few days, in the next few months, in the next few years, you keep this going in your life and keep saying there's one thing that's happening on a daily basis is perpetual Zoe is in my members. Not just in my spirit, man. It is in my body. And you are repairing every damage that's done to this house. I don't care how long this house is, how long, how old this house is, was built, I thank you that you are renovating every member of this body. From my fingers to my fingernails to my eyes, my ears, my teeth, my mouth. It every area. Can you get this? Can you get this? Father, stand up, lift your hands to him. Thank Zoe tonight, the man, the man Zoe. Lord Jesus, we lift our hands and thank you. You are the tree of life. You are the river of life. The words that you speak there are life. You are Zoe. I am the way, the truth, the life. I believe that. You've given us truth tonight. You've shown us the way tonight to life. Truth has shown us the way to Zoe. I am the way, the truth, the life. And I thank you for this tonight. And now, Jesus, I, I thank you that you activate the power and the laws of Zoe in our lives and members and bodies like we've never experienced you before. I'm asking you to turn the gene of regeneration on and regenerate us even in our members tonight. You've done that in our spirit. I ask you to do it now in our bodies and bring forth health and life, energy, strength. I ask this in Jesus' name. Now listen, everybody has stopped paying attention to your chronological years. Your focus is not on chronological, it's on your biological aging, and that's where Zoe belongs. It doesn't matter if you're 7, 17, 27, or 70. The Word of God has no respect of age. Do not begin to talk about what you cannot do. Start telling the Lord what you would like to do. And that he will enable you to do it. It may be just walk. It may be get out of bed. It may be get up and not have to spend 20 minutes straightening up after you get up. <laughs> One time, years and years ago, I had a brother, in fact, Randall. He, he kind of aged pretty fast. He aged a lot more than his years. And he was still young, but he would, I would, we were in a kayak or a canoe going down the river. And when we all got to the bank, I didn't think he could. Oh, oh, man, I'm starting to feel like an old man. I remember that I started laughing. But you know when I, when I got to laugh about it, but you know what I thought? Hey, I ain't doing this. I ain't going there. I am not going there. I'm not going to acknowledge that. I'm not going to give place to that in my life. I'm going to jump out of these kayaks canoes when I'm 80. I'm not going to be there. And right now, I'm 70, and that's exactly still how I live. And I'm encouraging y'all to do the same thing. It has nothing to do with my human, human genes. My mom and dad both, I'm telling my daddy was a sickly, weakly man all his life, literally. Almost every day, major migraine, sitting in darkness, over. All my life, he was like, couldn't do anything, couldn't work, had no energy. That's the truth, and there's no exaggeration here. And I remember thinking, when I met Jesus Christ, thank you, Jesus, you just neutralized human genes. Now listen, Gloria Lee was raised in poverty. 
I love what Kenneth, hey, Kenneth Copeland said when he got born again. He said, I was supernaturally poor. I don't know how you could do that. But, but I, was, I was raised in poverty. My mom and dad had no money. Glory Lee's mom and dad had no money. And our first year of marriage, that's right, we're living the Arkansas dream. We're living in Arkansas in a motor home, excuse me, mobile home, paying $137 a month for the mobile home. And one day we get together and I say, Lord Lee, we need to agree on something. It is time that we put an end to the Shankel heritage and to the Johnston heritage. Now we're talking about, whew, oh, how many years ago? 40 years ago maybe? Something like that. I don't really have not thought about it. I don't even remember when I got married. I live in the spirit world of eternity. <laughs> And we got on our knees, grabbed hands, and I said, what we're going to put an end to tonight is the human genetic problem. We are no longer Milton and Ruby's genes living my life, no longer your mom and dad affecting your life. Jesus Christ is our Father. We have received divine genes, the DNA of God. I preached to her what the, uh, tonight... I preach to her, what are you hearing tonight? I preach to them what you hear, but not as much. But in other words, the same thing. I knew that we had divine nature. And that my father's genes was in this human spirit. And the spirit rules the body. It either does or it doesn't. If your body rules the spirit, God help you. Reverse it tonight. And let your spirit man, who has all the forces of life, begin to impregnate and impact your human body. Spirit, soul, and body all the way through. And we grabbed hands and we broke, because we broke, what we primarily broke was a poverty spirit. Because we would have been living in Hartford to this day in a mobile home, still trying to just get by with life. Because that's what was our allotment from that lineage. Are you following me? Satan has decreed lineages over your lineage and over your family genes. He's already decreed how you will live, where you will go, and what you will do. And when you break that in the name of Jesus Christ and break it from this up to the third and fourth generation, you can break it. I was at that. I said, Glory Lee, if we don't break it, our children will have to fight it. But let's break this spirit of poverty. Boy, we went, we grabbed hands, hit our knees, and we went after that thing. And to this day, I still have lived a rich life. I've never lived with a ceiling on me at all. There's nothing I have not seen that God has not done for me. I'm walking among millionaires and some billionaires, and I'm telling them what shit and I tell we eat what you eat, we sleep in the hotels that you sleep in. You ain't got nothing over us, and we got it all. You got nothing. All you got is our airplanes and yachts. And one millionaire, one guy said, you know, that stuff just doesn't work for me anymore. No, no, that will work for you. You get it all, that don't work for you. Because inside is a need for God. Amen. Now you take this tonight. Do something with it. Amen. Amen. Be doers of this. All right. Amen. God bless you. Yes. Six o'clock tomorrow night. Six o'clock tomorrow night. I'm going to tell you how to turn that switch on. Come up and give an offering. I'm not leaving it until this thing is absolutely full. <laughs>